Hey, it's Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your host of the I Heart My Life show. This is episode 159, how to know if you're out of alignment with Lindsay Rizelle. So Lindsay is the founder of Women in Inc. And she and I are in a mastermind together. And I asked her to be on the show today to share a bit more about her story from a corporate superstar to starting her own yoga studio and eventually an events business. Lindsay has done it all in the last decade. And what she talks about today is also really powerful. We've never really covered alignment on the I Heart My Life show. So I was excited to have her come on and share a bit more about how you know if you're out of alignment, and of course, how to get back in alignment. She's going to share her framework and some of the questions you can ask yourself to identify whether you need to make a shift so that you can be more in alignment. Because when you're personally in alignment, Everything in your business and career will flow so much more smoothly and you'll be happier. You'll live the life that you were born to live. And of course, at I Heart My Life, we're super excited when that happens because this is all about loving your life, not just your business. So if you have a hunch that something is not exactly aligned or maybe you're just not feeling happy or you're feeling resentful of your business, you definitely want to listen to this episode and put into practice exactly what Lindsay teaches. So let's dive in. This episode was sponsored by the I Heart My Life Mastermind. The I Heart My Life Mastermind is perfect for you if you already have a business and you're looking to scale. We cover tons of different topics. We cover marketing strategy, revenue planning, team processes, everything you need in terms of mindset, high performance, really taking care of yourself as well as your business, events, publicity. We literally have seven coaches under one umbrella to support you and give you the answers to all of your burning questions. We host regular weekly workshops where you get your personal questions answered. We have retreats. You have a private Slack channel where you get to ask questions 24-7. You have an extensive resource bank that helps you put in place our cash method in your own business and much, much more. This is one of the most inventive programs around. I don't know anyone else offering the service that we provide. So if you are interested in growing your business and transforming your life, definitely book a call with us to learn more. Go to iHeartMyLifeBooking.com and learn more about the I Heart My Life Mastermind. Welcome to the show, Lindsay. I'm so excited to have you here and to learn a bit more about your story because although we've been connected for a bit, I still don't know much about your background. So I'm pumped to dive in. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here and excited to talk. I've I've followed you for a long time, so I'm excited for this conversation. Love it. Yeah. yeah, so you and I are part of a mastermind together, and we both have very big visions and goals for our company. And you are definitely an established business owner, and you have a team and lots of things in place. But obviously, just like anyone else's story, that's not where you start. Where you started. So take us back. Let us know a bit more about the story behind the success. Yeah. So uh, I started. You know, I, I grew up with an entrepreneurial dad, so I watched uh, the the entrepreneur entrepreneur's journey um, through my childhood and got this sense of, you know, the difference between working for someone and working for yourself. Um, and so when I graduated college, uh, I I went into a corporate career because, you know, at 21 years old, I had a ton of um, student loan debt and really only knew at that time at that age to, to go get a job, you know, um, but it never felt fulfilling. It never felt like the the place I was going to land. Um, and, and so I spent my whole 20s working in a big corporate environment and I traveled all over the world. I 
have been in 40 countries. I, I was very blessed to have a really exciting and um, interesting job in that company. But I, every time I would land back where I live here in Colorado, I would have this feeling of like, oh, I'm so glad to be home. You know, like I'm not, this isn't the thing I'm meant to do with my life. Um, but it was a good a good experience and a good builder of the life resume, as, as we say, like um, meeting so many people, being all over the world by myself and really getting confidence in my ability to handle situations um, and learning a lot about business. I really did. I was lucky in my corporate job that my job was to manage a bunch of small business owners who resold the product that my big corporation made. Um, and they so they localized and then resold a product in their local market. So my job was to learn how they ran their businesses and help them be better at selling our product that was made in America um, in all of their countries. And so that was the first step into entrepreneurship for me was to to learn so much about small business management. And and th- these weren't these are not online businesses. You know, these are product businesses or brick and mortar, like small businesses that service people in person. And so. Um, I did that for nine years. And then in early 2014, I decided that it was time to take the leap. And so um, I, in 2012, I had opened a brick and mortar yoga studio with my stepmom here in Colorado, where we, where we live. And uh, that studio was doing really well. And I felt, I just felt this like very compelling urge that it was time. And so I sent an email to my bosses and I said, you know, this is, uh, thank you for everything here's my resignation. And it surprised a lot of people. I got a lot of phone calls from the higher ups uh, saying, you know, you're crazy or you're stupid. <laughs> um, and and then I got a few people who were jealous. And I always thought that that was really interesting uh, and a good marker of being on the right path that I, some of the feedback I got was like, man, I'm so jealous that you can go chase your dreams. You know, I'm, I've got kids or I'm, um, I need to have good benefits or like all these excuses people would make about why they needed to keep the the corporate job that they hated. Nothing against corporate jobs. I mean, that's a vehicle for a lot of us to get where we want to go as entrepreneurs. But um, there's a lot of people that resent them and then have this jealousy towards people who make the leap. And so... Yeah. And I'm curious to know, so during that time, um, what was it that was kind of the the kicker or the thing that solidified this decision for you and told you that you were ready? You know, a lot of stuff started happening in my personal life, to be very honest. And it was just getting out of alignment personally and um, feeling like I, I couldn't m- maintain or sustain or even create functional relationships because I traveled so much. Um, and the lack of fulfillment I felt in the job started to affect how I treated people. And that's been a pattern in my life. <laughs> um, but it uh, feeling, I, I just had this deep knowing that I didn't want to be doing that anymore. And But I stuck with it longer than I should have. And in those last year or two of sticking with it, once I knew that I wanted out, I kind of became a version of myself that wasn't great. And so I finally, I was standing on the top of, I forget the name of the building, but it's in Singapore. And it was in December of, I just um, saw the Facebook stuff pop up recently. It it was right at the end of 2013. And I was up at the top of this building and I was standing there looking out over Singapore at dusk and thinking like, what a crazy time this is for me to just, I think I was like 30 years old at the time, standing on this building and and like my whole life like came rushing in in that moment of 
what am I doing here? You know, like I've, I travel so much. I hadn't been home in almost four months. I, you know, I had just gone trip to trip to trip basically. And, and I realized how badly I wanted to feel grounded and I didn't. And so I came home from that trip and I basically took the rest of the year off because I had accumulated so much vacation and on the, and just made a decision. You know, I sat with it and talked to a couple people and came back in on the first day of work in January and wrote the email. Um, and I think looking back, it was intuition and just knowing and trusting that I was going to land. And and I didn't. I mean, 2014 and 2015 were very rough um, for me as I kind of then stumbled around what I really wanted to do. Um, and I, I was able to do some consulting work and things like that that kept me, you know, liquid. <laughs> but... But the fulfillment piece, you know, I want to be transparent about that. It's not like you just quit your job and all of a sudden you figure it out. You know, it 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 is still, at least for me, it was still a bumpy road. Um, and so what about the yoga studio though? Was that not the thing that you wanted to give your all to or that was just a, a side thing? Yeah, that's a good question. So I, when I first quit, I decided I did want to give my all to that and I gave it about six months and quickly realized that I am not good at managing people. Um, and my stepmom who was co-owning it with me is really loves, she loves being a manager. She loves the day-to-day operations of a business, a small business. So her and I sat down again and we're like, okay, actually it's probably better if you run this business and I do more of the strategy and the networking and the, the community building, um, piece, which is how I got into what I currently do. Um, because what I realized in owning that studio, the hardest part besides managing a team of people, which is kind of a conversation for another day. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, for me, it was that I I came out of that corporate environment where I had a lot of support with my job because I had a boss and I had peers and I had um, a, a ladder you know, to climb. And there was a lot of stuff was defined coming into small business ownership in a local community. And I didn't, I, I had traveled for so many years prior. Um, I didn't really have a great community of business owners built. And so I, I looked around, you know, th- those couple of years, like all of 2014, like, is there a networking group I can join? Is there a place that women, small business owners gather to like, just talk about their problems? And the word mastermind hadn't like, wasn't in my vo- vocabulary yet at that time. Um, and a couple of my mentors said, you know, what if you, you're probably going to have to start it. You know, this, what you're wanting doesn't exist here. A a group of women who all own small, small businesses who are interested in personal development and business growth. Why don't you create it? And I was like, well, okay, why not? You know? So I threw together in, this was in March of 2015. I threw together our very first event for women in Inc, which is the, the current business. And, uh, it, I called it women in whiskey and I put up a free Facebook event and invited like everybody I knew and said, Hey, I'm, I'll buy your first round of whiskey. I just want to get a group of like ambitious women together to talk about life and business. Um, and 83 women came to the bar that I had reserved one table at. And so, yeah, so I, I spent like $2,000 and (laughs) bought everybody's whiskey, but it was this catalyzing moment of, holy crap, like women need this. They need to be in community with each other. Um, and you know, so that was early 2015. Here we are in late 2020 and we've since that time, Women in Inc. has had over a hundred sold out events, networking events, um, and we've run in person small group masterminds uh, for several years. Now, of course, COVID has completely changed that. I'm sure we'll talk more about that. But 
um, the core of what Women in Ink does now is community for women who own small businesses. And, and we tend to support mostly women with offline businesses or, or in-person focused businesses, not so much the online coach or, or the health coach or online business owner. Um, and although a lot of our small business owners have an online component now because of, you know, COVID, but um, our focus is really on increasing revenue and systems and structure and like really building the fundamentals of good business management into your small business so that personally you feel less stress and less alone. You have more money. Like the things that we all want when we start a small business and then we become a slave to the day-to-day and we lose sight of those personal goals that were really the reason we started. So um, yeah, so that's how I got here. And it, it is really born of my my journey and my experience uh, as a small business owner myself and with women and, and trying to build community with women, especially in local communities. Um, but now with the way the world is is moving, those local communities transcend into the online world. So So we're kind of playing that divide now of supporting you as a local business owner with local chapters and, and inside our community platform, we have like local groups but also looking at the holistic experience that we all have of owning a small business uh, that's a local focused or an in-person focused business and how we can support each other as women in growing those businesses without competition and uh, very generously with our knowledge and our experience. So, I love that. What an incredible story. There's so many amazing nuggets in there. So the piece that I really want to focus on first is just this... Um, the gumption that you had to create the thing that didn't exist. And I'm even thinking about myself right now because we've moved to a new city, which is Santa Barbara, and Mm. I'm looking to make friends. And James was telling me, he said, well, why don't you just put together your own networking event so that you can meet people who are like-minded and so on and so forth. And so I've definitely been considering it whenever we're able to do something like that. But I'm curious to know, where did you get that gumption and that kind of just that, that driven quality? Do you think it was from your dad or where does that come from? Yeah. You know, um, yeah, for my dad, he's extremely personable and social. And I remember as a kid that he would spend a lot of time at, um, networking events or community events to get his name out there. He's an attorney. So he built a, a a law firm. And, um, so he needed to have local connection because people needed to know his name. So they would refer clients to him. Um, and I remember him telling us that as kids, like, sorry, you know, I'm, daddy's going to be out tonight because I've got to go to this event so that I can grow my business. You know, um, we, so uh, we learned a lot from that modeling of it, it, the marketing. And this was in the 80s and 90s, you know, it was a little different, but still it's that, that marketing happens through relationships. Um, and so I learned that really early on. And then in t- 2015, when I, early 2015, when I, actually created this. The gumption came from a mentor of mine who, you know, I sat there several times with him kind of lamenting that I couldn't figure some of the stuff out in my business. And why was this so hard? And why don't I personally like this? You know, like I thought I would love this business that I created and I'm two and a half, three years in and I don't like these parts of this business. Does that mean I'm not a good business owner? Like I had all these questions and he, and, and he just reflected it back to me so over and over and over the answers that you are, you know, the answers to these questions are in a community of women that you have to build. Like I, I am, I don't have this community of women. I don't know where this community of women is. If you want it, create it. Um, And I, 
you know, so I, I leveraged his help and a couple other people's helps for the invite list because they were better connected than me. So that's something I would say is, you know, it, it takes gumption and then also some humility to ask for help if there's someone whose list you can leverage. Um, but it, I got up there with a microphone and I told my story to, to the 83 women that had piled into this tiny bar and, uh, and said, you know, I don't actually know why I'm here. I just want to know you and I want to, um, I want you to know me and I want to talk about what we're all experiencing as business owners and, and as entrepreneurs and feel like we're not alone and we're not crazy. Um, and the, the heads nodding were like all of the confirmation that I needed to feel really confident to do it again and again and again. And then it, it grew to the point where, you know, our largest event was almost 2000 women. Um, and you know, and event management becomes, that's like a whole other topic. That's also not my favorite thing to do, but, um, the all of the logistics and the stress of running events are is so worth it for those connections that you make and and the feedback you get afterwards of like this changed my life I met so and so at this event and we connected and now XYZ thing has happened and that's that has changed my life so I highly recommend you do it. <laughs> yeah, so many people are ready to get back to that event world and be able to experience the things that happen in person and the energy that you feel from that. And mm-hmm. so in terms of your, your, basically what your offerings were, you were hosting these events. Were you doing any sort of coaching and consulting right away with these clients or was it more about the networking component? You know, when we first started, I really focused on events because I felt like the, the cost benefit for, for me was, was there to like, to make enough money on events to sustain the business. Um, and events only happened once every other month or so. So I didn't have... Yeah, there's a lot of behind the scenes work, but I didn't have to support like an ongoing coaching obligation to anybody. Um, what what happened though, is that so I, you know, there started to be regulars that would come to all the of the events. And then they would say to me, hey, you know, I want more. Could, could I work with you? Do you do coaching? Is there a mastermind program? Um, and I... I did a lot of consulting during that time. So coach, I'm sure your audience knows the difference, but you know, consulting was for me more like, this is my expertise and I'm working more with small businesses or, or I, I worked with some very large businesses too. Here's my expertise, take it or leave it kind of thing where coaching is much more like walking through processes and frameworks and supporting and holding people accountable. Um, I'm, I was more comfortable in the consulting mindset during that time. And so, um, I didn't do a whole lot of one-on-one coaching. What grew was the mastermind program and that, that small group, um, the small group programming that really took off and was very successful for a few years until the spring. <laughs> um, but in, in doing masterminds, I got, I got into more coaching and that's kind of where we're at now with some, with some different programs that have developed where you get different levels of access to my expertise but everything we do still has a mastermind component because we believe, I believe so strongly in, yes, you can learn from my expertise and I do have a ton of expertise and I'm happy to share it with you. But the, the person who's most likely to help you um, make it click in your specific business isn't me. It's another woman who has a similar business to you. Um, and so that's, that's where I'm at with how am I best serving people? Yeah. I have a lot of expertise and I coach inside of our community program, but I want you to be in a community of your peers always because they have more knowledge than all of us. You know, the the, the community brain is the best thing you can possibly do. 
Totally. No, I agree. And so what would you say during that time where you were building and you were testing the waters and building the mastermind and growing, what was it that surprised you the most about owning your own business like this? Um, the, the business, the women in ink business. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, good and bad, it's working with women. Um, and I think there was a lot of stuff that I was surprised by in a really good way to see so many women uh, completely unconditionally love and support each other. Um, and that, that was really evident by and large in all of our programs where, you know, I, I, we had small group mastermind pods. So I selected people and, and put the groups together, but it always like those first couple of meetings, I always felt that really exhilarated feeling of like, yes, all these people click, like what a cool group of, different personalities, but nobody, there's no odd person out or no, no like clash, you know, like even the people whose personalities were a little bit louder, a little quieter, it all, it always seemed to work together. And I loved that women are so adaptable to come together. And we had groups of 12 um, to come together in groups, small groups like that, and really want to learn about each other and invest in each other. Um, the, the shadow side of that is, uh, you know, women tend to after long periods of time and more friendships and interconnected relationships started to happen, there was more opportunity for drama to come up. Um, and, and as we learned more about each other, uh, because these, these masterminds were ongoing. So the like 12 month initial commitment and then rolling. So some of these people, some of our members had been in masterminds for, you know, over two years. Um, you start to learn a lot about people's lives. And so for me, as the leader of that, what surprised me was, um, and this is very transparent, like I'll just be really honest about this is seeing some people, and I'm sure you've seen this, seeing some people where you know their truth because they're in a program with you and they told you their truth. And that is not what's coming out on social media, or that's not what's coming out in their programs or their businesses. And that that became really hard for me to process myself to say, wow, this, you know, they're saying one thing in our in our group, and they're doing another. Um, and that that alignment piece, that personal alignment piece, became a big struggle for me. And and that's one of the reasons that we've shifted in, into a different structured model because I believe, and and I'm the same. You know, like I own my role in all of this. Like I did the same thing. I, you know, we're none of us are living perfectly in alignment with what our what social media makes us look like or, or, you know, what we sell to people necessarily. But um, what I've realized is the biggest way I can support women who own small businesses. Yeah. I'm an expert. I'm a strategy expert. I can definitely help you grow your small business. I can also really help you with a personal alignment and this like waking up to yourself because I have witnessed now through years of small group masterminds, women who, lose themselves in the business and um and then things go bad in all of the ways you know in the relationships in the money you know and um if if we can do a little bit more work on the personal alignment phase, side of things the business stuff is so much easier um and so that's that was my biggest learning in the masterminds and it's helped me a ton really recently with my own life and my own stuff especially through the intensity of 2020 is yeah, you always have to come back to this personal alignment piece. And as soon as you personally get out of alignment, it's nothing else is going to work. 
Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that transparently. And I totally know exactly what you're talking about. I think, you know, even in our programs, we work with a lot of new coaches and there's this desire to want to be further along than they actually are, especially when they're picking things like ideal clients and what they're going to be coaching on and teaching. And I know that a lot of people come in thinking that they want to eventually teach business and yet they don't yet have the knowledge themselves. And so it can be kind of challenging to figure out why you have this desire and yet you're not yet there and how to find the happy medium and the thing that fits for now and is aligned for now and not fall into the temptation of portraying yourself as further along than you actually are. And I think it comes down to trusting that your clients are there regardless of what chapter you're in or what your education looks like or what level you're at. And I always think about it like a stage. And I know this is just one element of alignment, but right now, or the people who are just starting out, their stage is as big as like a tree stump. And so maybe they only have one person on there. And then as they grow and they develop and they gain more knowledge, the tree becomes as big as a stage. And then they have all of the people and they serve a variety of different um, industries like Tony Robbins, who can help people with finances and business strategy and relationships and all the stuff. But he had to get to that level. And it wasn't an overnight thing by any means. And Mm -hmm. I think people forget because we're constantly comparing and we're seeing examples of those people who we admire, but we forget about the steps they took to become that person. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and I think, you know, it's probably common for people like us who have reached a level of success where we're people, you know, now we're serving people that are the the person we used to be, you know, where we were first starting or where, where we weren't as far along. And, and it, I know I get caught in this is like the ego and, and the, the tolerance for those blips along the way, you know, of the, of the judgment and, and, um, decision-making of some people where it's like, yeah, just own your tree stump, (laughs) you know, like you don't have to be on the giant stage yet. Um, and and I know social media puts a lot of pressure on people and, you know, it, there's a lot of things that make the big stage really attractive and you think that that's going to be the place you want to be. But I, I, I think you share this too, because we've talked about this a little bit is like, sometimes you land on a stage and you don't actually know how you got there and you don't want to be there anymore. And you're like, wait a second, crap, <laughs> you know, like here I am on this right. huge stage and I have a lot of attention and I have a, a big business that, and, and it's not even in alignment, you know? And so we're, I think the lesson is like, we're all always in the work. We're always in the work of figuring out what is aligned, what is true for us and, and what it's okay if stuff changes. It's okay if life evolves. You just have to have those mechanisms in place and the support in place to keep coming back to yourself and, and trust that as soon as something starts to feel not, not in there, not in alignment, that you have the power to stop it. Um, and that's that's what I just don't what I don't like to see is people who start to follow something through because so and so says they should or they're competing against so and so and then they wrap themselves around the axle personally because they are so out of alignment um, in in what they're doing in their business and so uh, that's that's where we where we're the basis of our programming now is really to yes give you a lot of support with implementation a lot of support with strategy a lot of masterminding, but also really hold you in check with your personal values, your goals, and what we have this framework, the five dimensions, it's work, money, fun, health, and love that we set goals and we have metrics around. And in our mastermind program, 
we check in on that every month because it's like if those scores, it's a, a one to 10 score for each of those five categories. And it's so interesting to see the fluctuations with everyone. Um, and it's very common that, you know, money will go way up, but but love and fun go way down because it's like I had a launch this month, but I haven't done anything for myself or seen my partner, <laughs> you know. Um, so, yeah, so it's I love that analogy of the stump. And I think if more people in all types of business just could stand on their stump and, and allow for it to add a ring every year and get a little bit bigger every year and make sure you're really in alignment with that growth rather than trying to jump to a big stage. And perhaps in jumping, you're going to jump over a lot of really important self-discovery that it would mean that by the time you land on the stage, you don't actually want to be there anymore. Wow. I love hearing that analogy develop because I, I shared a lot, but I love this element of jumping. And, you know, I used to be so ad- adverse to challenges until I realized what they were doing and they were creating that strength and creating that knowledge that would get me to the next level and prepare me to become the next level version of myself. And I think you're absolutely right. And uh, Lindsay, my main question for you that I think everyone else would love to hear your perspective on is how do you actually know if you're out of alignment? What are some of the key signs? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm not a professional counselor or psychologist or anything. I have those people in my life. But um, for me, at least, and, and in the work we do, it's it's looking at those five categories is a really great place to start and work, money, fun, health, and love. And just giving yourself a ranking on one to 10, how you feel when you wake up in the morning about each of those things and work for, for your audience. My audience is, is your business work for some people is their job. Um, and you know, if you're, if you're consistently below a five on any of those or all of them, I would say you're probably not in alignment, um, or you're aligned, but at a, a low vibration, which is also not great. Um, but I think it shows up in business as resentment. Um, stress. Like I I think a lot of us, at least in my experience, I've seen a lot of people, women's businesses slow down or stall out when they are personally out of alignment. And they, you know, the first initial reaction sometimes is to blame it on the market or the the time of year or a a competitor opening. When in reality, it's, it's the, the leader, the leadership of that woman as the owner. Um, and of course, personal life stuff has a huge role in all of that. Um, and and I would say, you know, over years of doing mastermind groups, I'd say 90% of what drives a, a woman out of alignment is stuff happening in her personal life. Um, and the the lack of support or inability to kind of integrate that in, and work through it while also managing the burden or <laughs> burdens a bad word, but like the demands of a business, especially if your business is something you have to physically walk into every day. Um, if you're also trying to work through some personal life stuff, that is very hard. Uh, so, and I'd say the last thing too that I see is a sign of women being out of alignment is how they treat other women. Um, and I like I will be the first to tell you that this is the number one sign when I'm out of alignment. And if anybody that's listening knows me, they'll know this. <laughs> like I. Um, in times where I have been out of alignment, the way I treat other women has suffered. And it comes, you know, the drivers of that is jealousy and uh, insecurity, lack of self-trust. You know, we see women doing what we want to be doing. And instead of looking at that as inspiration, we look at it as comparison and it roots into this like self-love stuff that I think a lot of us have around like 
we're not worthy until we're on the big stage, you know, even, even if your tree stump is making you 10 grand or 50 grand a month, like you, you see the woman who's on the big stage doing a hundred thousand a month and that's, that's worthy, you know? Um, so that's the signs I would look for is score yourself on some of those categories and, and look at low scores and ask yourself, why is that score low? And, and what's the root? Um, look at, you know, how are you showing up as a leader in your business? If you have a team, does your team seem to respect you and, and love you? Cause that's a good sign. And then the third thing is how, how are you treating other women um, that are in your industry or in your market? Because that's my number one sign to myself now is, you know, when I start to feel myself, even on social media, have that kind of like ire when I look at someone's profile, I'm like, Oh, check, you know, like that's me getting out of alignment. Um, what, what is that what about? Do you do to, yeah. What do you do to shift yourself out of that? Yeah. So for, for me, probably surmised this having owned a yoga studio, I'm a, a teacher. So I have spent a lot of time learning the yin practice, which is very feminine and dark and cooler and, and all floor based. It's not a movement practice. It's a stillness practice. And so for me, it's coming back to that, to stillness, to, to the feminine, to the dark, um, and really sitting with it. And it's really, really uncomfortable. Like the, the yin practice is very physically uncomfortable because it's a deep stretch that you hold for three to five minutes. Um, so you're physically uncomfortable. And then it's also a practice in mental stillness and in presence and the now. And that is an, also a very uncomfortable place for, for, for me and for many of us. So that's what I use is the, the stillness practice of yin, whether it's a physical practice or a meditation. Um, and, and I have young kids and, you know, dogs and I live in Colorado. So I also get outside and get some sun. Um, but in the, the day to day is really coming back to being in stillness, uh, and, processing instead of skipping over those uncomfortable moments. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I think like you said, when we process it, we acknowledge it and actually take a look at what's really happening. And then we can experience the growth. I think a lot of people, they don't want to admit it. They don't want to you know, admit it to themselves, let alone anyone else. But we miss the lesson when we just try and bypass it. So I love what you right. said, like getting still and actually acknowledging it. And I always like to take a look at, you know, what is this really telling me? Because even jealousy itself, it can be used, like you said, for inspiration. It can be used to show you what you want and mm -hmm. to provide you with fuel if it's used, you know, positively, or it can take you down. And so I think acknowledging it and just making a decision about what you're going to utilize that thing for can also be really powerful um, and empowering. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think you know, maybe our culture, maybe not so much right now because we've all been home a lot more and perhaps we've picked up some of these practices that we had always wanted to put in place in our life, but made excuses about. Um, but, you know, I think a lot of us are, we move at such a fast pace and, and the hustle, you know, like this hustle culture, especially with women entrepreneurs, I feel like there's a lot of hustle um, programming out there, you know, like, get more, do this, sell this much, have this big of a month. And that's all great. And I, and I, it's very possible for a lot of us to do that, but I'm trying to like, at least for me personally, this is a lesson I've been learning and one that I like to teach, which is, which is like, 
you can still hit those goals for the most part and not be so stressed out. You just have to make sure that what you're selling is what you really are the best at and only you can do. And and I think where we get in trouble is where we're trying to sell too many things or we're trying to keep up with the influencer on Instagram and run a challenge and do all these things on top of each other, on top of each other. And um, yeah, you might have a great financial month, but if it's at the cost of your alignment, if it's at the cost of your ability to take a day off or to sit in stillness and like being with yourself. It's not, you know, those extra couple hundred thousand dollars are not worth it, at least in my mind, um, for the sacrifice that you're making long-term to your well-being um, and your authenticity and your legacy impact. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. So final question that we always ask all of our guests here at the I Heart My Life show is what is one way people can create a life that's better than their dreams? Better than their dreams. Well, I would say um, meditate. I mean, I know it's trite, but but those few minutes a day in stillness, whether it's a practice that's defined or it's you sitting there in the dark when you wake up in the morning and taking a pause before you pick up the phone to breathe and to look around and be really present, feel your body. I think the the second part of meditation to me is the deeper sensation of feeling your actual physical body and being a yoga teacher for so many years now, I can tell you that it is not uncommon to sit there in a yoga class and, and instruct someone to do something with their right hand and they move their left hand and you're like, right hand, and they move the left hand. We are so disconnected from our bodies because I think so many of us move at such a fast pace that the body is just trying to keep up. Um, And so if you can take the time to find a stillness practice, whether it's meditation or if you don't like that word or that word, but carry some kind of stigma because it sounds like something you have to do, you know, it's those five minutes in the morning or at night where you sit with yourself and you are present and you're still and you let whatever needs to come up, come up and you feel it in your physical body, that will change your life. Oh, thank you. That was so beautiful. I love the illustration. (laughs) And where can people find you, Lindsay? Well, we are, um, I'm on Instagram at Lindsay Roselle, and uh, Women in Ink is at Women and Ink, uh, A-N-D-I-N-C. And then our website is womenandink.com. And we are, yeah, everything's, you can get to everything else from there. We have um, a podcast that's launching a little bit later. And uh, we, we also have a daily email that we send out if you're in the market for a small little bite-sized business tip. You can go to our website and sign up for our daily email. It's really awesome. And I, I love doing those. Thank you so much for being here and for sharing all your wisdom and experience with our audience. I know that everyone loved it and we can't wait to see what's next for you. I hope you loved today's episode. It's such an important topic. So I would love it if you would share this episode with somebody who may need it. All of the steps that Lindsay covered are really important for you to put in place yourself, but I know that you know somebody who needs this information as well. So go ahead, send them the link. We'd love to have them as an I Heart My Life show listener and support them along their journey to massive success, joy, wealth, happiness, all of the above. And thank you so much for being a part of the I Heart My Life show. We are grateful for you and we wish you all the best as you move forward with your journey into alignment. We hope you love this episode. Thank you so much for being an avid listener of the I Heart My Life show. Take a second and leave a review. It would mean so much to us and we read all of them. 
And for further inspiration and life and business tips about creating a life that you love and achieving massive success, definitely follow us at I Heart My Life on Instagram and at I Heart My Life Now on Facebook. See you next time.